their knee to Satan's plans. And God is opening a whole new chapter in the history of mankind. And this is a great story with a happy ending, eventually culminating in the rapture of the church. But praise God. Um, But before you think, oh, good, you know, that I can stop preparing for the future, I'm telling you that we've got many years left before the rapture of the church, but many great years when that time comes. So God, he is releasing his glory And I've talked about this for a long time. But it started. It has started. Woohoo. It really has started. And it's coming with miracles, healing, signs and wonders. It's a great awakening. And multitudes are going to be saved. So we don't have to think this one day, this day. It started. It has started. Times are changing. And God's glory is now filling the church and will cover this whole earth. So in spite of all the evil that we've been surrounded with, and at this moment, this this too will be pushed back as the glory intensifies. So we've got to prepare ourselves for the glory. Are you ready? Just say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for what you're going to do. We've got to get close to God in a way you've never done before. Maybe you've had times when you've been really close to God. Get back there. Get yourself back in that place, close with God. Allow him to fill your heart with his love. Love God with all your heart. Allow him to put a hunger in your heart for more of him. Never be satisfied, I've had enough. You know, God, yeah, that was, that was great, God, that's enough. No, never be satisfied, but God has got so much for us. So open your heart, absolutely open your heart for more of his love and allow him to fill it. Love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength and learn to love people. Love God's people, number one, and love people who are lost. And spend time every day, time praying daily and walk by faith and not by sight. Right now, walk by faith and not by sight. So we are a very blessed generation. Very blessed. We are the generation God has chosen to enter into these great days. You're it. (laughs) You're it. So I'm encouraging you all, do not lose heart. Put your faith in the almighty God who loves you and cares about you and has your good at heart. Trust him totally, 100% in these days that we're in right now. Yes, it has been a testing time. And it is easy to have faith and to rejoice in the good times, but not so easy in the difficult times. So great change is coming to this whole earth and to the church. Change is coming into this church too. Not only are we positioning ourselves for this new time of God's glory, but we have a changing of the guard. And as from next week, I am stepping aside as a senior pastor. Ooh, <laughs> it's all right. It's going to be all right. And I'm handing the reins to pastors Peter and Lisa. And I have full confidence that they will lead the... Yeah. 
I have full confidence that they will leave this church, they will follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and they will lead this church in the way that God wants it to go. And, uh, and they'll lead it with integrity. They are people of great integrity. They're people of wisdom and spiritual insight. So I say to you, you're in, you will be in very safe hands. And I know they love the church very much and they care very much for the people of this church. And they have proven themselves to be steady, reliable, sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and have a sincere love for the Lord, a real sincere for the Lord and for the word of God, which is really important. And already they've made some big sacrifices for this church, knowing that God has called them into this ministry and positioned them for the, in this time. So I have sown around 36 years of my life into this church. That's a long time. <laughs> and yeah, 23 of those years were alongside Pastor Don and just over 13 years uh, without him. But now it is time for the changing of the guard. I have no regrets. Maybe some things could have been done differently, but hand on heart, every call I have made was from a sincere heart of love for God and the people of this church. So God's timing, as I said, is perfect, and this is his timing, and I look forward to still playing a part in this church. I'm not just disappearing off the face of the earth, <laughs> unless God raptures me out on my own. <laughs> um, I'll preach when I'm called on to do so, and I'll be supporting Pastors Lisa and Peter where needed, and wherever God, whatever God asks me to do, I will put my hand to. So really, nobody ever retires fully from ministry because it is a calling, uh, but it doesn't mean you have to stay in the same role until you get to heaven. I think you'd be glad that I'm not staying that long. <laughs> so God's timing, as I said, is always perfect, and the timing of this decision to hand over to Pastors Lisa and Peter is spot on. I just want to spend a little time talking about the calling of God and those who God calls and what God expects of us all. In Ephesians 4, 11 to 13, it said, Jesus said, he, Jesus, gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So there it sets out the fivefold ministry gifts. And people don't appoint themselves. You can't say, well, I've got, I want to be a pastor or I want to be this. No, God calls and Jesus appoints. He gives the gifts. He gives the gifts into the church for a purpose. So the church is... Um, so we've got these fivefold ministry gifts, which are so important. They're here to build up and edify and encourage the church. Absolutely. And the church is called the 
ecclesia, meaning the called out ones. Called out of darkness into God's marvellous light. If Jesus Christ is your Lord, God calls you out of darkness and into his marvellous light. God is the caller. He calls us and we respond. And Jesus himself gifts certain people to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And as I said, God appoints these gifts and Jesus gifts the fivefold to the church. It is a calling. You feel it or you sense it. One feels compelled because of the calling. We don't appoint ourselves. Man doesn't call us. God and Jesus do. So Jesus himself calls the ministry gifts to care for the church, which he died for. He died for this church, and he calls the ministry gifts. Jesus is the great shepherd. He is the great shepherd. He's the pastor, the great pastor. And the pastors are the under-shepherd. We're under the shepherd, under his authority. You know, some churches, the pastors are put under the elders or under the board who have no calling, and they call the shots, and that's not how churches run. God calls, Jesus gifts people and gives them to the church. So Jesus himself gifts, calls the ministry gifts to care for you, all of us. So I knew that one day I would be handing this church over to someone and it eventually became clear that Lisa and Peter were the ones. And when I talked to them about it, I said you need to be 100% sure <laughs> that the Lord has called you to this. I can't call, I can't call them. I can, I can feel a thing and sense it, but they have to know that they are called. And to tell the truth, my natural instincts as a mother was to hope they weren't called. <laughs> you might think, what? That's weird. Well, because the ministry can be very challenging at times, and it can be very discouraging at times. People you care for and love and trust, and give into, you give into their lives, you sow into their lives, and sometimes they have a funny way of turning against you and up and leave. And you're left wondering why. And that can be painful, you know? I remember one part, one time, and I didn't want people to make an appointment to see me because I thought, oh no, now what are they going to tell me? We're leaving. And it often was. And it got to where... I don't want to see you, just tell, flick me a note, you're gone. <laughs> I didn't tell them that, but that's what it feels like when you get that too much, okay? So after 60 years as senior pastor, I knew all the challenges and the discouragements and the attacks that come our way as pastors and leaders. But, you know, I never dwell on them. And I never would take offence. That's one thing I learnt to do very early on. Don't take offence and try not take it to heart. But of course, it always leaves a little gap in there for a while because people become part of your family, don't they? And it just, it, in that way, that's hard. So I love to really, what I love to do is remember the good times. I remember the faithful ones and those who have supported me through all these years. 
And I remember all the fun and the laughter and the special moments we have had, including some amazing revivals we have had through these 36 years. We have had some wonderful days, but we haven't seen anything yet. The best is yet to come. We have seen miracles, healings, deliverances. I remember every time we would play a certain song, you know, there would be massive people here, and it would be about joy. Next minute, people are manifesting because we're singing about the joy of the Lord. So either the devils have just shut up inside people or what, I don't know, but they're still hanging around. And we will see some amazing things in this church. And you might see some ugly scenes, you know, when people get set free, it's worth every ugly moment. Absolutely. To see people just filled with the life and the light of God, filled with joy and peace and God's goodness. So as I said, I knew that pastors Peter and Lisa had this calling, but they had to know for themselves that they were called before this decision for them to take over was ever made. And as a congregation, it will be your responsibility to support them in prayer, to honour them, to show respect, get behind them by serving in the church, speak good of them, don't criticise them behind their backs. If you've got an issue, go see them face to face. Love them and honour them and bless them. Don't worry. They won't get puffed up because God will soon knock that one out. <laughs> so if you've got, go to them if you have an issue with anything. Be humble enough to take correction if it's needed. That's so important. I love the people that... And many times, you know, we've had to do that. And when Don was here, oh man, he didn't waste, he didn't mince words. If you knew Don. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but he would say, you know, he would pull people in and have a word with them about certain things. And they would, the great thing is, most of them were really humble and they took it and they went, have gone, some have gone on to head to greater things. Um, but, you know, that, that if you can take it, you'll grow because they've got your good at heart. Remember and who has authority over the ministry gifts? Jesus. He has authority. He's the head. He is the head pastor. That word, it also means the word, uh, it's a Greek word, poimen, and it's tr translated often as shepherd. And the task of, of a shepherd is to lead the sheep, lead them to to the waters, to green pastures. And uh, so teaching the word of God is really important. That's the feeding, feeding the word of God. It's so important that you are fed the good word of God. And also involves watching over the sheep, protecting them from attack. You know, we have had some, uh, what could I say? Difficult people have come in with the wrong motives. They come to scatter the sheep. Another word is the wolf in sheep's clothing. And we have to watch out for that. That's a pastor's duty and leader's duty. And you, you feel part of that. You should be aware. Somebody is thinking, that person, there's something not right. And so we need to be aware of that. So it's up to them, to, to them but we're all one body protecting People, the, the flock from attack, rescuing lost sheep and healing 
them when they are wounded. So Jesus is referred to the good shepherd, the great shepherd, and the chief shepherd, shepherd. So he is the, pa- the overall pastor of the church. And the pastors, man, the m- male and female, are under the shepherd, the great shepherd, charged with shepherding a gathering of flock of people chosen by God to fulfill a particular task in his overall plan for this earth. So the essence of pastoring is illustrated in 1 Peter 5, where it addresses the pastor and it says, feed the flock. In other words, teach the flock. And we've been, as church, always been very strong in teaching the word, um, uh, teaching people, you know, the, the, the word of God so they can live lives victoriously and in a God-honouring way and to yield the, the word of faith as a sword of the spirit to destroy Satan's attacks against you and, and other people and the nation. We have to teach them how to walk by faith and learn how to forgive, to love, and how to be powerful believers who will fight against injustice and unrighteousness and be who will, the ones who will stand for truth. So I'm going to just give you three qualities of a pastor, although there are more. And one I've already touched on, it's a calling. They're chosen or called by God, not by man. And a pastor has to recognise the calling and willingly accepts the call. Number two, they need anointing to lead. The responsibility of the shepherd is to lead the sheep. It it talks about that in in Psalms. And when God spoke to Moses, who was a type of pastor... He said, and show them the way in which they must walk. So you have to, it speaks of direction or leadership. And so a pastor has an anointing to lead. A congregation that has no shepherd will, be, will go astray. They need a shepherd. And they need someone they can go to and turn to who can give them direction and, and to lead them. See, a church doesn't need a manager or or an administrator. Oh, we do. (laughs) But no, (laughs) we do. But I'm saying some some pastors are that. They're more of a manager or an administrator. But we don't need that. We need someone who is a pastor, who loves the people, has a heart for the people, is willing to stand before God for the people in prayer. Amen? And you know, you people have had many prayers for you you don't know about. But I have been praying for you. So let me close with this. I know Pastor Lisa's and Peter's heart, hearts. They love the Lord. They love this church. And they are prepared to give up everything to take over the reins. And it's not an easy decision. But I know they care for the people in this church, genuinely care for the people in this church. And they choose to be in the centre of God's will for their lives, which is very important. They understand all that has gone on before them in this house over the past 36 years and all the sacrifices that have been made in this church, all the tears and all the prayers and the word that's gone forth uncompromisingly, the prophetic words that have gone forth in this church the healings, the miracles, and the salvations. 
And the, I know our leaders are 100% behind them. And I'm so grateful to our leadership team, so grateful, who have supported me faithfully as well, as, and the same as many of you have as well too. And so next week will be the official handing over of my role as senior pastor. And uh, we will pray for pastors Peter and Lisa, and we will celebrating, we'll be celebrating an exciting new season for the Centre Church. So hearing, <laughs> hearing is that. Okay. So Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for life. We thank you for this church, Father God. I thank you, Father, for everything that has passed, passed in this church and gone through this church uh, for the last 36 years, Father. Father, I'm just so grateful. I know that every prayer that's gone up from here is, are in the bowls of heaven. You have them before you, Father. And I know it's now tipping time for the bowls to, to be tipped out, Father God. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful moments we've had and we're going to have and all the glorious times in this church. But we haven't seen anything yet compared to what you are about to do. Father, you're, about, you're already releasing the glory and you're tipping those bowls, Father God, and you're filling the church and the body of Christ and the nations with your glory. You are bringing freedom and you're bringing justice. You're bringing life and you're bringing hope, not only to this nation, to this church, but around the whole world. You are bringing hope and you're bringing life and you're bringing your goodness and your mercy, Father God. And you're bringing, Father, justice to the lands, justice to the nations, justice to the body of Christ, justice, Father God. And we're so grateful, we're so thankful, and we're so blessed to be alive in this time to see your glory fill the church and cover the whole earth. What an exciting time to live in, Father. And Father, we just thank you for the miracles that are going to manifest in great numbers and healings, Father God, and great deliverances, Father, and a great freedom and joy is going to be upon your people. Thank you, Father. Just thank you for it, Father. We're so thankful to you and we're so thankful to your son, Jesus Christ, who paid the price to make all this possible. And we look forward to these days that are here, Father God, these days that are going to come, Father God. And I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for all that you're doing. And Father, we thank you for the reign of your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. A sign of the reign and the reign of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. You're awesome, Lord. You're wonderful. And I would just like to ask if there's anyone here who doesn't know Jesus Christ or anyone in the other room, I don't know who's out there, who doesn't know Jesus Christ, um, make a decision today. Make a quality decision today to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. He died for you. If you were the only one on earth, you, he would have died for you. Sometimes that seems so hard to believe, but he really would. He would come if it was just for you. He's got your name written in his heart. He's got each and every one in his heart. And so if you don't know Jesus Christ or you're listening to this on, on YouTube or whatever, if you're listening to this, 
give your heart to Jesus Christ. He loves you. He died for you. He took all your sin upon himself that you could be made right with God Almighty. He took your sin so you could be made right with God. Isn't that wonderful? And he fills you with his own righteousness. And you're born again, born out of the old into the new. And you'll have peace with Almighty God and eternal life. So if you need prayer this day for um, 